Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you very much, Jay, and hello, everyone. For our broadcast today, please consider the word creation. The Bible begins, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. When one thinks of creation, well, one cannot help but to think of God. Today, dear friends, we wish to consider the creation of God, and as we begin, it's good to hear some well-written thoughts by Kyle Butt of Apologetics Press of Montgomery, Alabama. For over 40 years, Apologetics Press has rendered a most excellent service in making available more scripturally sound and scientifically accurate materials in the field of Christian apologetics. We'd love to encourage you to check out their excellent and informative website at apologeticspress.org. That's apologeticspress.org. Brother Kyle is one of the writers of Apologetics Press, and not only an exceptional writer, as you will hear in a moment, but he is also an excellent debater, being involved in three major debates with unbelievers. I am thankful to know Kyle, and am thankful for his friendship and fellowship in Christ, and we at the International Gospel Hour are also appreciative for his work and the work at Apologetics Press. In the guide and study book, One Word, Kyle addresses some devotional thoughts that are worthy for our consideration as we discuss creation today. And we will look at this in just a moment, but a couple of things that we always like to mention when we refer to other materials. First of all, a thanks to the editorial board of One Word, and especially to board member and co-editor Dale Jenkins for permission to use this material on the International Gospel Hour. We are indebted to them for their good work and our fellowship with them. And now, let's pause and hear from our Jay Webb. Jay? Hello, friends. Miss a broadcast of Are You Listening? Please know you may easily access previous broadcasts through our podcast partners at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. Just search for International Gospel Hour, and you can find previous broadcasts of Are You Listening? They are always there, 24-7, for you to listen or download. And now, let's continue our study today. Will you consider with me the CEO of all creation, penned by Kyle Butt? Brother Kyle begins. In today's world of international business, we are familiar with the term CEO, which stands for Chief Executive Officer. This person is the major decision maker behind the workings of a large business. In fact, this person often is a super intelligent mover and shaker who knows how to get things done and his or her multi-million dollar net worth speaks to this prowess. The power and authority of CEOs in business, however, is limited to the company for which they work. The CEO of Apple Computers can't make decisions for Facebook, and the CEO of U.S. Bank does not determine the course that Goodyear Tire Company will take. There is one CEO, however, who is not bound by such limitations. He is the chief executive officer who is 
upholding all things by the word of His power, Hebrews 1, verse 3. There is no aspect of the entire created order that is not under His authority. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, because all things were created through Him and for Him, Colossians 1, 15 and 16. There is no business in the entire creation of the physical universe or the spiritual world that is out of His jurisdiction. Jesus Christ has all authority, Matthew 28, 18-20. He does not have this authority because God created Him. On the contrary, He has it because He is a personality of the Creator God who brought all things into existence. The importance of understanding Jesus' position cannot be overstated. It means that His decisions will never be vetoed. No board will overturn any commandments or instructions He has given. And no power in the physical universe or spiritual world can ever negate or devalue a single one of His promises. Thus, when we read that He promised to always be with His followers, and when He promises that He has prepared a place in heaven for His servants, John 14:2, we can know that there is not a force in all creation that can separate us from His love, Romans 8, 37-39. And Brother Kyle challenges us with the following. Today, let us recognize the authority of Jesus and do what He tells us to do in His Word, and we will have confidence in the promises He has made. Brother Kyle, but, in his wonderful writing, referred to Colossians chapter 1. Let's consider that text now as we read verses 13 through 18 and build on the thought of the preeminent one in creation. In Colossians 1, beginning with verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He may have the preeminence. Let's talk about that word preeminence for a moment. According to the definition of the scholar Thayer in the Greek lexicon, preeminence here means to be first or hold the first place. This word is a word from the Greek protos, which is kind of like a prototype. And you know, when you look at that, it's a perfect parallel with our reading with Brother Kyle of Christ being the spiritual CEO, if you will. The only thing is, he has greater authority. He has the preeminence given to him by God the Father. When we consider our text, we cannot help but to note that he is preeminent in his redemption. From verses 13 and 14, we find that He delivered us from the power of darkness. He conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, and He forgives us through the redemption through the blood of Christ. 
by delivering one from the power of darkness, the authority and rule of darkness, one has renounced and taken the proper steps to change. Paul, after all, is writing to the church, the saved in Colossae. And by conveying one into the kingdom, meaning he's moving us from one place to another, we find older translations say that we are translated into the kingdom of his dear son. We see that there were people in the kingdom then. They're not waiting for a kingdom to return. They were in the kingdom at that time, and the kingdom is also the church that we read about, as Jesus promised in Matthew 16:18 and 19. And when we are forgiven as Christians continually, we learn that from 1 John 1, verses 7 through 10, how the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all sin as long as we walk in the light. And if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us. Christ is the first one to whom we would go in redemption. He is the only one, none other can accomplish what He has. We've got to embrace that thought of redemption as His creation. He is preeminent in His deity, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He existed before any other. He wasn't the first one that was created. He's the firstborn of all creation, for God said in Genesis 1.26, Let us make man in our image. Remember, when we talk about preeminence, the word firstborn here represents a chosen one or a preeminent one. In a literal sense, it means the first child born, but more frequently in the Scripture, the word is used for rank or preeminence, as it's used in Psalm 89:27. I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. He's preeminent in his deity. He is the only one human and divine, and we can look unto him as His creation. Dear friend, let me pause here and ask, would you like to learn more of the Christ? Please hear our J. Webb with a wonderful opportunity. Kind listeners, would you love to know more about Jesus? To know more of the victory one has in Christ? We have a special study in one booklet called Victory in Jesus, and it is absolutely free. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information name, address, and type Victory Study. We'll send it as soon as possible. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff and our study. Friends, please notice the preeminence of Christ in His creation. Again, verses 16 and 17 reminds us that by Him all things were created, all things were created through Him and for Him, But listen to verse 17. He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. Now, the word consist there means the same thing as exist, and all things stand together. That we are consistently correct, and we're consistently, if you will, here as because He exists. What a beautiful thought. Think of Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. 
God, who at various times and in various ways spake in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Jesus is preeminent in his creation, and I'm thankful for that because as one he created, I'm thankful for his redemption, and I'm thankful for his deity. Dear friends, the preeminent one in creation, thanks be to God. Let's continue our studies together, shall we? Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,